Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 10 of Keeping It Arcadia. My name is Rihanna Marquez, and I'm thrilled to introduce what Keeping It Arcadia has in store for today's episode. First, our district manager, Ms. Newkirk, and Dr. Vinazdal, our superintendent, will share about their experiences and thoughts about Linda Lai, Arcadia Unified's Classified Staff Member of the Year. Then, we will be hearing from a member of Arcadia High's very own varsity baseball team about what it means to be part of the team. Afterward, members of World Guard, just coming back from Dayton, Ohio, will speak of their achievements in a national competition. But first, Arcadia High had 11 students make the top 20 in the Southern California section of the American Chemical Society for the Chemistry Olympiad exam. Let's hear Jody Tran talk to Daniel Zhang and Sonia Zhang, the top two from Arcadia, and what the success means to them as they move on to nationals. Hello everyone, my name is Jody Tran and I'm here today with Daniel Zhang and Sonia Zhang, two of the 11 students from Arcadia High School to make the top 20 in the Southern California section of the American Chemical Society for the Chemistry Olympiad exam. These two are particularly remarkable because they are advancing to nationals. Hello, my name is Sonia and I'm a senior. So what are your favorite things about chemistry or science? What drew you to it? My favorite thing about science and chemistry is how applicable it is to the real world. Like you take a look at anything around you and there's always some chemical or scientific concept involved with it. Like the facts and stuff, right? I mean, there's so many interesting things that you can learn about science. And I think that was like the main thing that drew me to it. So as someone who obviously has an interest in chemistry and science in general, do you have any tips for those also interested in these things? Maybe possible study tips? I feel like just don't procrastinate. I think that's like a yeah. major thing mm -hmm. that everyone struggles with, mm -hmm. right? It's like getting the motivation to do things on time and, you know, be beforehand to lessen your workload and stuff. Just start watching videos on YouTube, like reading about things online. And then if you really want to go into the details of it, try to find a textbook. Wow, thank you so much for sharing. So for all you listeners out there, just remember to keep these tips in mind when studying. So let's talk about the exam. So this exam was a pretty big deal. So what was your mentality going into the exam? Like, how did you approach it? How are you feeling? Like, how did you study leading up to it? Were you nervous, excited? I was pretty nervous for it. The way I studied for it was just to do the past local exams that I, uh, that Mrs. Minster told us to do. And I think that was really helpful because uh, that was a great tip. It helped me prepare a lot for it and uh, it got me like feeling comfortable with it. For this one, it was mostly doing the practice test from the past years. So how would you describe the environment during the test? Like, Did you feel a sense of competitiveness to do well or were you just trying to do your best? Well, I think, uh, I didn't really know what like, everyone else was thinking, but I'm pretty sure they also felt nervous as well. I think it was just more of like a, everyone out for themselves and like do your best, you know, and like you got this mm -hmm. sort of feeling. So can you tell us a little bit more of how you reacted when you found out the results? Because this is such a huge achievement. Oh, uh, it was mostly surprised because I didn't expect to do that well. And uh, yeah, because top 20 was like a big deal for everyone. <laughs> yeah, So for I was sure. like, oh my gosh, that's me. Like, wow, oh. I got into it. So now that we've seen that all your hard work has paid off, so with this great honor, like being top 20 in Southern California, that's such a huge deal. So how do you feel about this recognition? Um, personally, I don't think my score was super amazing, but I'm pretty happy because compared to last year, it was a pretty good improvement. So I'm pretty happy about it overall. Well, I guess um, uh, I know I put in a lot of hard work into studying for it. So I mm -hmm. guess 
like yay, yay for me. Yay. I, like finally. Congrats. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, and now I have to uh, get ready for the nationals, which is, uh, which Mrs. Minster has told me it's, quote, a jump above it. So what would you say is the biggest difference between statewide and nationals? Obviously, there's a higher level of competitiveness, but would you say there's anything different about the exam itself? Well, nationals, they made it a lot harder, and mm -hmm. they also have a lab that you have to do. You actually have to, like, physically oh, do wow. two labs, mm -hmm. and they give you, like, a set amount of time to do it. And there's also a free response section in, uh, along with the multiple choice. Wow, that sounds pretty intense. But good luck at nationals, and thank you for speaking with us today. Thank you. Now, Samantha Tran will be talking with Alex Dolan about Arcadia's varsity baseball team. Hello everyone, my name is Samantha Tran, and today I'm here with Alex Dolan, second baseman for the Arcadia High varsity baseball team. So Alex, how long have you been playing baseball and how long have you been a part of the Arcadia High team? Well, I've been playing baseball pretty much my whole life. I don't know when precisely because that's a little bit too far back, but let's just say around probably four or five I first did soccer, but I didn't like that, so we went straight to baseball right after because my dad was a pretty big fan of baseball. And yeah, I've been on the baseball team for Arcadia for at least four years now. That's really cool. Your team is off to an incredible start with a record of 16-5, and five, is that right? Yes. Uh, what has allowed your team to be so successful this year? Well, there's uh, multiple factors in contributing to our success, like... Uh, we surprisingly hit really well as a team. Like you look at our team and we're not really that big compared to some uh, other D1 schools. But what we can do is that we play small ball really well, which is like bunting, getting guys over and maintaining the momentum that we have. Because there's sometimes when we lost, it was just a lack of momentum and a lack of maybe pride because we're getting swept so bad. We were losing really badly. And, and the times when we win is when we have great momentum, we're not giving up, we're, we're keep fighting and stuff like that. So yeah, that's one of the few factors that contribute to our success. That's really interesting. From what I've noticed, the team is composed of mostly seniors. As yes. a senior yourself, how meaningful is this last season for you? I mean, it's pretty meaningful because I've been playing with these guys since uh, freshman year and there's not going to be another time when I can just play baseball just for fun because I, as I want to pursue uh, baseball in college, I'm sure it's going to be fun, but it's going to be like a lot harder. And this is uh, throughout high school, I've been having a lot of fun playing baseball because you can afford to make mistakes here and it's really scrappy. So even if you do mess something up, you might be able to get away with it. But as in college, you make a mistake, you're probably not going to be able to get away with it. You're having a really great year at the plate. What do you attribute to your success? Well, to being a successful hitter is, first of all, you have to know all the techniques and stuff, right? But at the point I'm at, I pretty much know all the techniques. And what I just need to work on is just to be calm at the plate. Baseball is, well, hitting is hard at first, but once you know the techniques, it should be simple. And everyone should be hitting well. What stops people from hitting well is the uh, mindset and becomes very mental. And especially if someone goes 0 for 3 and they have another at bat, they really want to make sure they get a hit. So they'll be more careful and stuff, but like being overly cautious might get you out again. So it's really tough to hit. So what are, what are like some of the techniques you use to make sure like you're seeing the ball well or taking a good at bat each time? Well. 
to see the ball well, you gotta make sure you recognize the pitch that's coming, which is kind of sometimes hard. So instead of just seeing what the pitch is, it's better to predict what pitch you're coming. Like instead of not sorry, not predict, but anticipate a pitch. Like you say, you wanna you're getting fastballs, right? So you won't really swing at anything until you get a fastball in the zone that you want. Until you get two strikes, and then you have to swing at whoever they give you. But uh, that's what I do. Like an early in the count, I just try to find a fastball that I like. Sometimes I don't get the ones I want, but that's how baseball is. You just gotta work with what you have. So do you just like look for the pitch that goes over the plate and not out of the zone? Is that kind of like what yeah? You're like? I tend to just uh, attack anything. Like specifically, uh, I like attacking pitches middle away not too much away but like near the middle because it's easier to hit those pitches i don't really go after off-speed pitches that much unless i know it's coming then yeah i usually go after those um as the primary leadoff hitter what is your focus each time you come up to bat oh god it's to uh it's to get on base because that's my job that's why uh i have a big arsenal of things i can hit i mean do while hitting like i can bun i get uh hit but when i do hit and get on base, it's very easy for me to steal base because of my speed. And that's a big... Uh, scoring runs at the very beginning of the inning is very crucial and like in a team's momentum. So if I do get on base, I will probably, well, most likely steal the second. And then, I mean, scoring position from there. And then I get, if Lance, who hits behind me, hits me in, then we're head to 1-0. So overall, what are your strengths as a team? It's definitely our camaraderie because we definitely have a... We've known each other for four years. Most of the guys on the team have been playing for like a good seven years with each other. And that's pretty, uh, that builds like chemistry and stuff. Like you, so you know everyone's weakness, you know who every, everyone's strength is, you know who they are as a person and what they can do when a certain situation happens. That's really cool. Now let's transition to a more fun question. Walk-up songs are key to every fun and exciting game. Tell me about a bit about your walk-up song. I like my walk-up songs. It's a little from like the 80s, but so most people might not know them, but I really like them because they really like get you, it gets me very hyped. I mean, some people use rap songs to get, uh, get them hyped up, but what I really liked about my songs is that they have a lot of character to it. Like some rap songs, not to be mean or anything, I can't really understand them and stuff. But I used them too at one point because I thought they were cool and so I realized that wasn't who I was. I feel like who I am is representing those uh, songs. And let's see. Yeah, they're just like rock. They're like, they have like this characterization with them that when you hear them, you just can't help but get moving and get hyped. So what's your current song? Uh, Jump Around by House of Pain and... Uh, Kickstart My Heart by Monty Cruel. Oh, you have two of them? Yes. Okay. And they're both, I think, rock. Except, sorry, Jump Around might be... <laughs> not that I think, but it might be rap or hip-hop. <laughs> but it's uh, it's not really remembered as that. But yeah, now that I think about it, that just ruins my argument about that. But it's fine. <laughs> your pitching staff has also been incredibly dominant this year. How much confidence does this give your offense? Oh, this helps us a lot because it's hard to hit when you're down, and because you become much des- very desperate. But when it's uh, when you're ahead, you don't have much to worry about because you're already ahead, so you can afford to make a mistake. But 
Yeah, our pitching staff has been really incredible. We really picked up some good pitching from Ian uh, Hofstetter. He actually transferred this year, and God, what a difference he's making. Because we were worried about pitching this year because we had two dominating uh, pitchers last year, and we're just worried we weren't going to have good pitching. But surprisingly, we really have good pitching, so we're happy to have those guys on board. Nice. What is the energy like on your team, and how do you keep it high throughout a long season? Oh, let me just start with the last question first. Uh, that was a big problem on the games we lost. We definitely could have beat some teams, but it's because of our lack of energy, per se. That that was the reason why we uh, lost some of those games, because we just struggled to find energy. Because at the beginning of season, you're very hyped, because the season starts at, oh, this is it, everyone's hype and stuff. And then... It kind of plateaus because it becomes like the norm. Like, oh, of course, we're going to go out uh, today and play play some baseball, nothing new. And that, that type of energy kind of kills us. So some good energy that we have been doing has just been like some, not rituals, but some things we do when people score. Is that I think you've heard it sometimes, right? Each mm-hmm. time we score, we go like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. we get like really hyped up to keep the momentum going, right? And to really get into the heads of the uh, defense, like, oh my God, these guys are obnoxious. You're making so much noise off of one run. And we keep building off of that. Cool. Um, what are your goals as a team this season? Well, our goal was to be undefeated in the league, just like last year, but that's not an option anymore. But some obvious goals are to beat Burbank and to beat CV. <laughs> that is pretty obvious and we have uh, Burbank up one but it's not over yet. We have 2-2 of them because you can ask anyone on the baseball team they really do not like Burbank. Like People respect the rivalry between CV but but we really a team that we really don't like in league is Burbank because I think you also know this. They blocked us on Twitter. Oh they did? Yeah so that's kind of funny. That just shows how <laughs> how much we uh, fight with each other. So would you say that they're your number one rival? Uh, no, not really, because we usually beat them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, CV is more like a respectable ri- rivalry because they're usually much better. And they have like this more professional thing about them. Well, Burbank, we don't like them because of how unprofessional they are. So what is the one game that everyone should circle on their calendar? Oh, guys, it's got to be a CV game because, oh, my God, i never seen so many people come out for a baseball game. Like, for Arcadia, like, they feel like the whole, like, foul lines, and it feels, it feels like a playoff game, even though it's just a league game. So, yeah, those games are, like, really exciting because the best thing about it is that it's the end of the league or the end of the season, actually, and we're going to go to the playoffs afterwards. So those games are kind of defining about how we will play in the playoffs. Okay. So is that game, like, key to having good momentum going into the playoffs? Yeah, because uh, CV is usually good. I don't know how good they are this year, but... uh, Yeah, because the thing is, uh, during playoffs, we have usually the same amount of people. So playing in that audience is kind of, like, crazy because you usually, like, play with, like, maybe 10 people in the stands. But when you hear... When you can't hear your coach in the dugout... It's pretty strange because usually we can hear Coach Lemus uh, wherever, wherever he is on the field, but when he has to scream out of his lungs because how loud it is, it's actually pretty insane. It's a crazy atmosphere to be in. Well, thank you so much for the interview today, and we wish you luck on the rest of your season. Thank you so much.
If you are interested in learning more about the Arcadia High Varsity Baseball team and want to hear more from the players themselves, be sure to check out my article on the team's great start to the season on the AUSD website and the Arcadia DCI website. Next up, we will be hearing about Lisa Lai winning Arcadia Unified's Classified Staff Member of the Year and Angelina Kim's interview with Ms. Newkirk and Dr. Van Osdal. Today we have Ms. Erica Newkirk, who is the District Nurse Manager, and she'll provide us with information about Linda Lai, who became the Employer of the Year at Arcadia High School. My name is Erica Newkirk, and I'm the District Nurse Manager for Arcadia Unified School District. So Linda started out the year working as a special education LVN, providing uh, specialized physical health care services to one of our students. Um, however, when her student transitioned to home hospital, she has taken on a number of different hats. She has worked providing instructional support to students. She has worked as one of the nurses in our COVID-19 call center, providing high quality COVID-19 support to our students and our staff and families. Um, Linda assisted with our large-scale vision screenings. She has subbed in nearly all of our health offices. Um, and then she's rounding out her year now by returning to a special education classroom and providing specialized physical support again to one of our students. Ms. Newkirk speaks to us about Linda Lai, providing compliments for her in general. Um, she's just genuinely a really kind, approachable person. She um, has just this calm, quiet presence, this positive attitude, and she just brings a lot of joy and um, support to our staff. Now here we have Ms. Newkirk mentioning why she had chosen Linda Lai as one of the nurses and why she was the best to be in that position. It was, it was actually really difficult to choose a nurse because I, I feel like all of them are amazing, but um, Linda really is probably one of the only nurses who has just done it all. And the fact that she's been able to fill so many different roles, really important roles, and maintain such a positive attitude and provide um, such high quality support to our students um, just made her stand out. At that moment, we will conclude with the interview. Thank you to Ms. Newkirk for having the time to interview with this, and congratulations to Ms. Linda Lai, who became the Employer Nurse of the Year. Here we have Dr. David Manostal, who is the Superintendent for Arcadia Unified School District, and he explains why he chose Linda Lai as one of the employers of this year. Hi, I'm Dr. David Manostal, Superintendent for Arcadia Unified School District. It is a Herculean task, obviously, in Arcadia. We have a world-class staff, so to try to find a you know staff member to recognize as the staff member of the year, it's really difficult. But this year, with everything going on, um, our LVNs, our nurses, uh, they weren't just about keeping us safe as students, but if you think about it, the schools were put with the responsibility to mitigate the spread of COVID in the community. So it wasn't just about our schools, but like the whole community. We have Dr. Van Ostel express how and what Linda Lai had accomplished from her career. Linda is someone that not only reimagined her job on how to help the student that she is assigned to work with, but then started the working the call center, helping parents through when their kids had COVID. Um, she did the COVID tracing when we found out someone had it, uh, filling in in all the different health offices, and she just did it with a joyful heart. And you know, that is just something that we all aspire to: is that not to just be really good at your job, but come every day and just do it with such a joy that it. it lifts everyone around you up and so it was a really e easy decision to pick Linda as our classified staff member of the year for Arcadia and she'll go on and compete at the county and the state level we're, we're very proud of her. Um, was there a particular characteristics 
um, did you love about Linda? Um, you know, we, all of our staff in Arcadia, when you think about what makes someone a, a staff member of the year, um, everyone comes and does their job, and everyone brings their A game every day. That's just the, the bottom line in Arcadia and the expectation with a world-class staff. So it's really those characteristics of living out our values in Arcadia, you know, that you know, you, you learn from failure, um, you show up every day and, and you have empathy and you have compassion for the people around you, not just the students you serve, but your, your colleagues and everyone around you. Um, and then you just be able to be that peaceful um, presence uh, for the people, especially during a pandemic. So for this year, that really played a big role in our decision is that not only did she do her job and reimagined everything, but she brought that peaceful calm to everyone that we really needed during this pandemic. From now on, Mr. Van Ostel talks about how they got to choose Linda Lye regarding the coronavirus. When you think about our classified staff in Arcadia, they're the backbone of our district. They're the people that are making sure our campuses are safe, you know, that we have health rooms on our sites to take care of us, maintenance of these beautiful buildings. So they truly are the backbone. But this year, I think with COVID, we're also hyper-focused on our safety and our health. And that is the number one priority above everything in Arcadia. Schools is our health and safety. So I think it was a natural fit this year when we started thinking about a classified staff of the year that we prioritize and focus on those people that are behind the scenes, ensuring that we are safe and healthy. So again, uh, number one reason for uh, picking Linda this year. What was your plan to surprise her today? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just a few years ago, excuse me, just a few years ago, um, we started uh, recognizing that all these people are, are who they are because of the team they work on. And that's one of our values is collaboration in Arcadia. So instead of pulling them in over to district office and, and you know having them at a board meeting where they might be there alone, we thought, like, shouldn't we recognize them in front of the people that have made them who they are and that support them and that they're successful with? And so that has been a lot of fun. And so today, you know, this is that LVN nurse team that has been out there on the front lines in Arcadia ensuring our safety and our health. So it was a lot of fun today. Uh, to pick this as the place uh, during this minimum day to celebrate Linda in front of her peers. And so it was a lot of fun to surprise her. Thank you to Mr. Van Ostel for sharing about how Linda Lai helped with the district. It was quite enjoyable. Thank you. Last but not least, Michelle Fan will be talking to Arcadia High's color guard captains, Kate Fletcher and Ariana Tier, about their recent successes in the Winter Guard Internationals World Championships in Dayton, Ohio. Hello, my name is Michelle Fan, and I'm here with Ariana Tier and Kate Fletcher to discuss Arcadia High School's World Guard performing at the World Championships Retreat in Dayton, Ohio. And to start off, could each of you introduce yourself and your position on Color Guard and a little bit of your experience? Hi, I'm Kate. I'm currently a senior and I'm one of the Color Guard captains. I went to Foothills and I was on the Foothills drill team and I joined the Arcadia World Guard my freshman year. Hi, I'm Ariana Tier. I'm currently a junior and I'm one of the other co-captains of the Color Guard. Um, I went to First Avenue and i also been doing Color Guard since seventh grade. Great, thank you. So the big news is that the team won seventh place at a national competition. So how did you guys react to this and what were you guys expecting before the competition? 
Well, we were hoping for top five, but ne nevertheless, we were still very, very excited because we were still the highest scored in the entire Western United States. And also, um, my freshman year in 2019, we placed 16th, which unfortunately did not make finals. So it was a huge honor just to be up there in the top 10 and competing directly against these guards that I've looked up, looked up to for so long. Great. And in addition to Dayton, Guard also placed first at multiple competitions throughout the year. So how was the atmosphere while competing? Since we've placed first for all of our competitions before Dayton, I feel like the pressure of scoring high was really off of our shoulders and we really just focused on having fun and like bonding as a team. Great. And that's such an amazing feat to achieve. So could you guys walk me through more of the process of how World Guard prepared and if it was different from last semester? So um, to prepare, we definitely had a lot of rehearsals. We actually rehearsed every morning from 8 a.m. through first period, um, as well as five to nine uh, rehearsals on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and even Saturday competitions. But in the end, it's all worth it because in order to create a show um, from no choreography to having choreography for six minutes from multiple groups doing different things and all of it being clean and successful, it's definitely a lot of work. So it's a lot of rehearsal, but every minute is worth it. Um, compared to the fall season, um, we do have more rehearsals in winter just because the audience is closer, so everything has, just has to be more perfect and more complex. Great. I know Color Guard is a really good big commitment for time. So is there anything you guys had to sacrifice or is there any way you manage your time better during this period? Well, I've definitely found that Color Guard actually helps me manage my time because even if I have rehearsal, don't have rehearsal from five to nine, I actually just end up procrastinating for four hours anyways. So when I know I have rehearsal that night, I usually end up really um, rushing and focusing from three to five p.m. or really working hard when I do have time in class to work. Um, even though right now I am balancing Color Guard with a job and APs, I find that it's still manageable. Oh, that's really great. So this year's theme was making our scars gold. So how do you think this message has shaped your performances? I think for me personally, this was like the first year that I was able to do like fall season and winter season because my freshman year um, COVID hit us. So we weren't able to actually have a normal season. But I think this show is kind of like a memento of like of Arcadia Color Guard these past few years because it has been very rocky. And I just feel like making our scars gold is kind of acknowledging that rocky start and trying to like rebuild our program and I think for uh, my performance I'm able to like feed off of that energy and just like show that to the audience. Great and since the theme is such a powerful message how has it impacted the color guard team overall like regardless of di different performances like how has it affected like the team dynamic or have you enjoyed this theme more than other years? Well, Making Our Scars Gold kind of has two messages. One is more general that just goes out to everyone. Um, don't be ashamed of your past or try to hide um, your scars and your emotions. Um, kind of be proud of what you've become and the journey that you took to be there. And then the second message is for us personally as a program in the past five years, we've had three different directors running the program. And it's been a very interesting journey, but in the end, we're making our scars gold. And I think about this when I go into performances 
going from 16th place to 7th place. We're repairing the program, and it's really special to be a part of that process. Wow, that's so amazing. And so if we were to strip away, like, all the achievements and all the placings you guys have made this year and all the past years, what does Color Guard mean to you? For me personally, I never really look at, like, our scores or compare our placings with other schools because um, when I first started Color Guard, it was kind of like my safe place where I could just use it as an outlet from like school and like uh, personal issues and I think throughout the uh, the years of me being in color guard it's really um, like shaped me as a person and it's made me made like new friends and a new family. Well yeah and besides obviously practicing a lot how has the team developed such strong bonds and trust to produce just a such a cohesive peach? I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people in the Color Guard can attest to some of their closest friends um, having met them in the Color Guard, even at Dayton. Although we were practicing and competing so often, um, we were staying in hotel rooms with our best friends. We were going on planes with our best friends. And in that way, this entire journey really helps to shape friendships. And to be able to do so successfully at a national competition, it's all just very special to be able to do it um, with the people that I'm so close with because even though we do have a lot of rehearsals, it all just shapes us to kind of have more trust with each other and to really get to know each other better. Great, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you guys would like to add? Color Guard is having auditions on May 10th, 11th, and 12th from 4 to 6 p.m. Um, we have posters around the high school currently. We also have um, posters that will be at the middle schools eventually. And follow us at Arcadia Color Guard on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 10 of the fifth season of Keeping It Arcadia. For the full list of episodes, you can visit dciausd.weebly.com or visit our Podbean podcast page. Make sure to check out at Arcadia DCI and at Arcadia Unified on Instagram and the Arcadia Unified School District Facebook page to find out more about DCI and keep up with district events. This has been Rihanna with Keeping It Arcadia, and we'll see you in the next episode. This is Keeping It Arcadia signing off.